0: welcome to the help for wounded spirits this podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials and now your host dr doug Carriger. great to have you folks back with us this morning for our 53rd podcast and living a positive life and we think as we wrap up chapter 12 of the book of Romans that we've certainly scaled a lot of ground and uh, talked about how this outline for your life here on Romans chapter 12, how this outline for a Christian life is helpful, how it brings us to a place in our lives where we can stop and think about some of these things and and uh, how they've affected us. And so today we're talking about living positively, and you'll remember in the Two days, several days prior to this, we talked about living passively as a Christian and living peerlessly, and now and then yesterday living peace, peaceably, and then today living positively and uh, living a positive life. And we're on verses uh, 19 through 21, so Romans chapter 12, 19 through 21, and the Bible says, "Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves." but rather give place unto wrath, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. Therefore, if thine enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirst, give him drink, for in doing so, thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head. Be not overcome with evil, but overcome evil with good. There's so much there this morning, uh, so much to look at, so much to talk about, so much to live like, and it starts right here in the beginning and it says, dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath. And the idea there is, boy, we just want to go out and strangle people when they want to strangle us. When when we get hurt, we're taught as kids, we're, we're raised in an area where if somebody hurts us, we're supposed to hurt them worse. We're supposed to end those types of things, but that's not how life works. That's not how God wants our lives to work. He wants us to give place onto that, too, uh, to be that person that can put it aside, that can can say, okay, I'm not going to go avenge this. I'm going to give it to God. I'm, I'm going to trust God. It tells us in 1 Samuel that the battle is the Lord. So as we continue on and we see that, we need to make place on that. So we're not just constantly in this battle. And I I've known people, Stephanie, who constantly live their lives trying to one up their spouse or trying to one up somebody who's hurting them or trying to one up uh, anybody in their lives. Whatever the case be, God's saying, stop that. Give place unto this yeah. wrath. Uh, give place unto that wrath. That's what it's talking about for it is written, vengeance is mine, and the Lord says, I will repay, and allowing the Lord to repay those hurts that we have, uh, allowing the Lord to repay those things that hurt us, and uh, those things that are so difficult, and I should say at this point, we're not speaking of, um, you know, when something comes along and 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 hurts us. Uh, real bad. We still call the police. We still do those types of things and go through the authorities. What it's talking about is these contests that go on where people hurt each other, where people get in each other's way, where people do those types of things that that bring no honor to God and honestly does not help our cause. And I believe that's what it's talking about there. Then we get to verse 20, and it says, Therefore, if thine enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirst, give him drink. For in doing so, you shall heap coals of fire upon his head. And then in verse 21, it says, Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. So uh, we're, we're being talked about here how this idea goes on um, that, you know, our responsibility, our responsibility throughout this whole thing is to feed our enemy with good, to feed them, to take care of them. And then it talks about how we can actually uh, trust God, that it would just heap coals upon the head. They would say, what in the world's going on? And I believe God uses that. Uh, I, I think, I personally think that when somebody treats you really badly, they get convicted so much easier if we don't go into fight mode. I believe these coals are coals of conviction. That's what I believe. I I remember years ago, I read a story um, about an estate that was owned by Cornersby over there in France. And Cornersby owned this estate, and his family had been in a battle for years and years. And they kept trying to fight and kill each other. And it got so bad that this one man's enemy had ended up in jail. So to get the man back, he broke the law at the hopes he would end up in the same jail cell. Well, he didn't and they both ended up in jail. Well, certainly that may not happen to most of us, but it can. And we need to remember that that's the silliest thing ever is to try to break the law, to try to do something. But those who suffer with PTSD, those of us who are stuck in this cycle, uh, sometimes we, we need to take a breath. We need to stop. We need to let that hypervigilance go to the side and and breathe these things through and give them to God and and allow God uh, to overcome evil, not to try and overcome evil with evil, and and there's so much here, Stephanie. There's there there's so much to talk about. So much that, that the Lord's telling us there that we're not to avenge these things. That we're we're to heap coals of of conviction on the heads by doing okay. the right things. We're supposed to let God handle our battles. We're, we're supposed to let this evil slide by and not overcome it with evil. And hearing all that, we're thrilled to have Stephanie Wesco this morning. Stephanie, what do you have to say about that? As someone who's been hypervigilant, who's a PTSD sufferer, what comes to your mind when you look at those three verses? Well, I think definitely
1: um, when I look at these it reminds me of the fact of God's sufficient grace, you know that there is no temptation taking you, but such as is common to man, but God is faithful. Yeah um, and you know he doesn't he doesn't allow us to be tempted but that he gives us a way of escape. and that way of escape is lit by his word is lit by a walk with him and his grace um, that is all sufficient. And I think you know I think it's important to point out here too, Um, God's not saying you have to hang around the people that abuse you. He's not saying you have to be friends with them, but you have to remember that, um, Christ died for them. Christ loves them too. And, um, the concept of giving things to God is so powerful. And I think there's a peace that comes as you, um, choose to not avenge yourself and, choose to give that to God and say, God, would you take care of this? And there's a peace that God gives and a comfort that he gives of knowing that he's in control and nothing escapes his eye. And, you know, you just think of how how much glory God receives in our lives when we choose instead of lashing back, instead of um, getting into a tit-for-tat war, um... I'm just saying, okay, God, this is in your hands now. Would you deal with this? And um, I think it's important here, too. I, I, I've i experienced, I've seen these situations where um, somebody always feels like they have to have the last word.
0: Yeah.
1: And that's fine. Let Let somebody have the last word. If they want to try to get their last jab in at you, then let them. And that doesn't mean it's easy, that doesn't mean it's fun, that doesn't mean it doesn't stab still and hurt, but give that to God and choose to just be the one who, um, you know, choose to not keep the sparks flying. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that that's fun um, in our flesh. Our flesh wants to just deal with things. Um, And like Doug said, if you have been abused, if you have been through... um, a situation where you, be it be it emotional, be it verbal, be it physical, um, take take the precautions you need to take to protect yourself. We're not saying that you stay in a physically abusive relationship. We're not saying any of that. Um, you need to get out of that if you're in that kind of situation. Um, God's not saying to be a rug here,
0: right. but
1: He's saying let my let my glory shine through you as you choose to um just have that mind of Christ controlling you where it's you're not lashing out in anger and um, words that are filled with hate and resentment and bitterness where you're choosing to say, Okay God, you live in me. Would you shine through me in this situation? Yeah. And um I think a quaritan boom yeah. when I read these passages and how God did that work in her heart and gave her the power and the strength to forgive um yeah. To forgive that one um concentration guard who she met later on um after the war was over, but God gave her that grace to forgive and how Betsy, um, her sister, even when she was in the in the concentration camp it had been beaten and she looked at Corey and said, No hate, Corey, no hate. And just that that incredible love of Christ. Yeah. That even when we've been wronged, when we've been hurt, um you know, it doesn't mean we have to have fellowship with those people. It doesn't mean life's going to be all cheery and um, smiles and roses with those people. But when we choose to say, "God, this is in Your hands," and I think verse 21 is powerful because in and of ourselves, we cannot we cannot overcome evil with good. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Because you know, in our hearts, in our flesh dwells no good thing. And I think it just boils down to, I think it's just a powerful thing that this chapter that began with saying, present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. The last verse of this chapter is, be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. And it's honestly just one of the greatest summaries of what being a living sacrifice is in the whole Bible, because that's what being a living sacrifice is
0: yeah um, and no.
1: that shall boils down to
0: yeah I think that I think the important thing there out of what you're saying too is we as Christians we need to recognize uh, I think that uh, you know not only do we have to recognize, recognize that vengeance is God we o- we also have to recognize that I think the principle of vengeance is God's and mm-hmm. uh, you know a good way of looking at that we see uh, you know as we look at these verses, therefore if your enemy hunger feed him, If he thirsts, give him drink. And we, I think, we need to remember here, friends, that uh, you know the greatest hatred of all time took took, took, uh, uh, took place on the cross. And and I'm thinking, and I know I'm thinking quicker than I'm speaking there, which I usually do, but you know the manifestation of hatred of all those things happened there on Golgotha at that cross. All that hatred, all that stuff. And if we can trust the cross to save us. If we can say that Mm -hmm. uh, God's for God, so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever uh, shall perish. I'm sorry.
1: That whosoever believes in him shall not perish, perish. but
0: have everlasting life. And, and thank you. You know, sometimes I have these brain uh, problems, but anyway, uh, (laughs) I'm thinking if we trust Christ with salvation, we need to trust Christ uh, with vengeance. I think if we can trust God with, uh, you know, with accepting Jesus, accepting His perfect plan, uh, then we can trust God uh, absolutely with vengeance. So thinking about that, Stephanie, and not to go, not to go down a nasty road or a bad road, these people hurt your family terribly in Cameroon. They they murdered your husband. They they tried to take out uh, the rest of you. That single gunman did and. Um, and we, we get to the place now where we're thinking about that. And, and uh, what's your feelings on these people? Have you, have you made place for them? I mean, where, where are you at with those folks?
1: You know, it's been a very interesting, um, honestly, I almost sometimes feel like I'm an outsider watching God do something because um, I can honestly say there's never been a moment that I felt, any kind of hatred or wanting vengeance on the person that killed Charles and tried to kill us. It's honestly, I think it's just God's grace that I get to see God's grace poured out in a way that I don't even comprehend. I don't even understand. Um, And you know, it doesn't mean that there's not pain there Um, just because you deal with a pain from a loss or from trauma. That doesn't mean you're bitter. That doesn't mean you want vengeance Um, abuse trauma all those things cause pain be it physical be it emotional be it mental that's a real that's just the reality of it but pain to see god's grace poured out in the midst of that pain is incredible to me because honestly there's there's never been a time that i've wanted to do anything but share the gospel with is actually funny because Um, Last night I was dealing with um, a lot of processing things all over again. And um, God brought this incredible, just beautiful desire to my heart again to just come before him and beg the Lord that at some point whoever shot Charles would have the chance, if they're alive, to come to know him, to be presented with the gospel and have the chance to come to know Jesus Christ as his personal savior. And, um, the Lord just filled my heart with that desire again to pray for him and to, um, beg the Lord for his soul and, um, just filled my heart with love for him. And does it mean, does it mean, um, I don't miss my husband anymore. Does it mean my kids don't miss their dad no it doesn't take any of that away but we get to see god's grace poured out and i think of elizabeth Elliot and this you know what we what the whole world watched her do as she chose to reach out to the people who had murdered her husband and um his companions there in um ecuador and look how god received glory because she chose to live these verses out and in the end, that's what being a living sacrifice to me, that's what God has made it. Um, that's where it's become so real to me through what the Lord's done in my heart and life is being a living sacrifice boils down to our life is not our own. We're bought with a price. And so our whole purpose for being here is to glorify God. And yeah. that's what being overcome with that that love of Christ that constrains us and overcoming evil with good. That's what it looks like. It brings glory to God. And sometimes it's not explainable. I still can't honestly understand why why I wouldn't want to be angry with whoever killed Charles and whoever put us through um, those days of just a nightmare. Don't I don't hate them. Yeah. I, in fact, I'm not even really angry, I and mean, I'm not angry with them. It's just like, um, and I know that's because of the Lord. That's not anything because of me.
0: And, and but um, still, we just, would love so to see hates. the authorities, uh, you know, handle that situation in a proper way. You know, we still have, but I, I admire what you're saying, and I, I think it's very, it's humbling uh, that you you have no ill. You don't want to kill them. Uh, you don't want no, to, yeah. Not at all. Yeah, it's humbling. It's humbling. And well, thank you for that, uh, Stephanie, and, and thank you, folks, for listening to us today. I want to end. This is the last time I promise. I'll give this quote: "And uh, to dwell above the saints in love, that will indeed be glory. To dwell below the saints, we know well, that's a different story." So, as we wrap up today, my dear friends, and as we have to deal with the saints below. Uh, we go to Romans chapter 12, and I'm not sure what's going on in your lives today, and I know that probably by the time you listen to this, the, the quarantine will still be going on different levels. I know we're starting to go back to work. I know there's a lot of nervousness and hypervigilance and panic, and I know we're wearing masks for the first time in our lives, so or whatever the case can be, but trust God through this. Trust God. Do the right things. You know, uh, do what you're uh, being instructed to do, you know, wear your mask, come home from a day of work, take a shower and wash your clothes, whatever, do what they're telling you to do. But trust God through all this because God, God's got us. And any final words as we wrap up chapter 12, Stephanie, and we get ready to move on? Uh, the next couple of days, we're going to be talking with a very dear friend of Stephanie, uh, Rhonda Hicks. And uh, Rhonda's going to be sharing this story about how you find help with PTSD and how those different things happen. So you don't want to miss those. But final words for us this morning. Uh, so we'll be Stephanie, Rhonda Hicks, and I tomorrow. So any final words as we go into chapter 12?
1: Uh, I would just say, as you meditate, you know, take some time to read through Romans chapter 12 and just ask the Lord Or that, you know, if you're willing to come to him and say, I want to be a living sacrifice for you, God, I messed up. You know, you may have PTSD, you may have been through abuse, but um, and you may have scars from that that you live with the rest of your life. But God can use you in incredible ways, even in that situation. And just if you come to God and say, God, this is what your word says, this is who I want to be. The Lord will give you grace and he'll help you and you can start taking those steps to be used
0: by Him, for His honor, and glory. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. And that's that's the whole point right there, being used by God, that number one responsibility, that number one goal. Christ has the preeminence in our life, that everything we do brings honor and glory to God. Uh, Folks, it's been a great honor to be with you during this 53rd podcast talking about living a positive life. And uh, we're certainly praying for you. Say a prayer for us, and we look forward to talking with you tomorrow. May God bless you. Thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources and to help continue this podcast, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.